For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Chris was saying that he wore, he loves being on his show. Before you came out, we were waiting for you, and Chris was saying he loves being on his show. That's like his comfort zone. But when he yeah. ever steps out of that into other shows, he is worried that he will fall flat, that he is boring, I, that he's really not nervous. wacky, hilarious Chris Cody yeah. that everybody is wanting, which is a terrible loves. expectation to have. I used to get really nervous on the main show. Like at the very beginning when I was like never talking and then I went to talking, I would get yeah. very flustered and sometimes made fun of on the air because I would just lose my train of thought. But I've gotten past that. But now when I do other hits, I just get this like feeling like I need to be good. Like I I, I saw yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld like talk about this, like how about being prepared when you come on somebody else's show. So I've always just yeah. like I want to be good, but I feel like I'm never going to be Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you probably won't. No, I don't think you're going to be Jerry Seinfeld. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where you're aiming? When okay. Seinfeld says right. that, exactly. cool? When I see Seinfeld say that, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Why don't you just you, – you'll be fine here, man. You'll be fine. We'll be happy right. to have you. I you feel better just be already. regular Chris Cody. Thank you. You know what's um, funny were, about that? Like there ahead. are – I can't even say the fraction of people that listen to the show he's actually on. <laughs> so I know. Like they, it shouldn't be that way. Right. That, that's like, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I don't know. That's what, that's what's weird about it is that I, it's just the idea of like doing it. And like, I'm not, I don't know. I just, I'm used to, you know what it is. I'm used to being like the, the, like on a starting lineup, like the fifth guy. And I can yeah. just shoot whenever I want. Whereas in this setting, I'm kind of like, you know, when I'm getting interviewed, I'm expected to be, like better than that so that's why i feel the pressure of like I, i'm gonna have a lot of attempts tonight i gotta i, I don't want to shoot i gotta shoot at least 50 percent <laughs> look we're gonna we're gonna give you the ball tonight so that's what I'm we're, like, we're yeah. expecting i'm gonna pass it right 30. back to you i'm more of a it's more more, of an assist guy so like but you I'm can be bosh 30. You, right. you can be bosh though out of you know it's a three it's a big three but you can you can be bosh if that makes you feel more comfortable okay that that is the we need 22 and 10 yeah, Oof, that's all. See, that's now I'm sweating again. I was feeling better, and now I'm. <laughs> also, in addition to that, um, some of the greatest big man defense of the pick and roll we've ever seen. Because yes. that was also part of Chris Bosch's yeah. game. I was like, um, I you're, how are you nervous about this? I'm literally in my dad's basement right now. This is literally original. You have they built you uh, an extravagant, beautiful studio. Hmm. At the Clevelander on Miami Beach, right on the ocean. Well, ESPN and, did, and, and you're fine. Like, yeah, we just well, kept, it's still there, right? Paying the rent. We just kept paying the rent. Like we didn't really build. <laughs> but this it. is a show that literally I'm in my dad's basement right now, and you're nervous about this? Yeah, I mean, I'm in my dining room. My kids upstairs. My wife's putting her to sleep. Like this is a this is I'm out of my element right now. That's why I'm here. By the way, I, I don't live in my dad's basement, but this is the only place that's quiet at this time of day. Right. So it's if you become- hear a child screaming, it's me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it's I, you I also, or your kid, right? Both. <laughs> Jason, I saw uh, Ashley this weekend, and she was telling me like, "Yeah, he's 
you notice he's been at his dad's house a lot more to record because it's it's kind of crazy over here sometimes. <laughs> right. I'm like, look. But watch, watch. It's like really quiet over there when you're not there. At my house? No, yeah. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's never <laughs> quiet. There's three kids, two dogs. Like, there's no way it's ever quiet there. Um, Chris, you asked. Chris asked me. We were chatting a little bit before you came on. Yeah. Paul Russ. Uh, Chris asked me, did I get nervous when I was first? going on shows and things Doing like hits. that. Oh, definitely, man. Especially on you guys' show. Um, that's really how it started is I went on and you guys had asked me for the first time to come on when I was covering the Heat, talk about the Heat, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm a fan of this show. Like I, There's a high, high standard here. Everyone I know listens to this show. Yeah. And I just oh, was I like, can't imagine. you were probably like shitting. You were probably like, what am I going to do? I got to have a bit. A little. I got to have a bit. It, that's exactly it. And I said <laughs> – all right, here we go. If this isn't going well, then I'm just going to torpedo the bleep out of yes. this thing. And that's what that's what happened. Dan was arguing me about some like nuanced stat or something and I was and it, I'm like, I don't the argument's fine, but I'm feeling like this is not good. This is not good. I know the show's supposed to be funny. And I finally was like this was one of those bad. This was the one bad heat season I covered, Russ. <laughs> I finally and it was all true. I was like, listen, do you know where I'm doing this from? I'm pulled over in the yes. parking lot of a KFC in Indianapolis on my way to the airport to talk to you. So I don't really it. need to and have this it. argument. I remember that. I remember like we were just cracking up and just like because you painted uh, such a picture of like I'm in a sad true. parking lot. Dude, it, it was, was like so the funny. middle of winter, winter overcast in a KFC parking lot in Indianapolis <laughs> like near the airport. It was as sad as it sounded. Uh, and I was like, I'm just going to hit. I'm hitting this hard if things aren't going well. When you guys had him on, like, did somebody know he was funny or was it like shot in the dark? We think this guy might be funny. Let's give him a chance. Well, I think it was like, I think we were all just were, we we felt his like dry, like, I don't give, it, it was kind of like, I it was almost like he painted a sad picture, but it was also like, I don't really like, it was almost like, I don't give a shit about this. He was just like, whatever, like this team stinks. Like, why are you even like talking to me about this right now? <laughs> That's so definitely like, uh, his MO with the bears. It's like, this team stinks. I don't yeah. even care. And we, 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 I've made fun of him before I me. Mean, he just, everywhere he goes, it's just that he's going to get that type of yes. team. So like, you know, I heard Jeff, I, the bears are looking at Jeff Ireland now. It's just like perfect. And Flores. Like, he needs to go. Like everyone is just all the former dolphins. People are just attracted to Jason. But, uh, yeah. I just, I just remember, like that was we didn't like we just kind of assumed I had never really met Jason really before that. So like that was what I, I knew know Jason is. Yeah, that's why I was like, so that was what he was as far as I knew. And it was just it hit for me. I, I was like, he's either doing a bit or he's just really dry and funny. Like it was either right. way, it worked. It worked, Russ. And then I was like, uh, okay, I, this is my life now, I guess. When I'm on this yeah. show, this is what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine when you're on for like five or ten minutes, and especially right. fine when I go on to cover the Dolphins, and it's just like even easier to play that character. But yeah. then we got to a point where I was on for an hour once a week, and I'm like, I, I can't keep this up. Like, <laughs> we, we can't do it like yeah. this. I told yeah. Mike, like, like, I'm not going to keep doing that character yeah. on here. So, like, right. first show, we had to be like, hey, look, you know. Yeah. Hey, I'm a real joke's person. Joke's up. I'm not really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start our show. Let's start our show. Uh, welcome yeah. to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey, and our guest co-host that we are so glad to have from the Levitard Show, Chris Cody, live from Miami. 
Hello. What's up, Chris? We, we, I, I, I thought we were talking before. Like, is this my first words on the show? Or are people? No. Oh, no. I'm just no. Cold open. Cold open. <laughs> I know. I just, you told me that before. I just wanted All to right. throw a There wrench. we go. I just wanted wacky to make... wild card <laughs> yes. power cable. Chris, Chris Cody bringing the wackiness just I'm right back. from the jump. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sports Jason is is brought to you by BetUS. You can use promo code SportsAjason, all one word, to get 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com. Does Chris Chris, Chris get in trouble? uh... No, 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 Question for later, Russ. Question for later, Russ. No, Chris is just Chris is on mute. Chris is on mute during this part. Chris is on mute during this part. I'm just here so I won't get fined. But Chris Cody... Chris Cody is presented by Sheets and Giggles, I believe, right. right? Damn right I am. Still? The that's best still damn, going? That's still going. The best <laughs> damn sheets I've ever had in my life. Sheets and okay. Giggles, 20% off. Right. Promo code Dan, I think. I don't know. <laughs> is it, <laughs> it with a question mark? Me. Does it have to have a question mark yeah. at the end like you just said it? I, you look at the you hear the way I'm selling this product. I mean, why wouldn't <laughs> companies are lined up? Like when my Twitter handle le- when shits and, when sheets when shit when sheets and giggles gets off my Twitter handle, there are companies just lining out the door. I love How it. Did, no, we seriously. we actually have some huge uh, show news to get into, but I just want I want one more minute on this if we don't. No, mind. for yeah. sure, please. This is way more important. Like, all right, all due respect, um. There was a point where you were kind of just Greg Cody's kid. That's How right. did you go from being Greg Cody's kid to um, signing an endorsement deal? <laughs> <laughs> um, being as like you see how you guys were cackling about a minute ago. That's why. Yeah. Okay. That's there you why. go. He he brings the funny. <laughs> he brings the funny. Um, I have no Chris, idea to answer your question, but I'll take it. Let's do this. It is really interesting that you're here. It's kind of it's. Uh, by chance that it happens on a day when we have huge show news to address. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to hand it over to you here, Russ. Go ahead, man. Why? Well, you want me to interview you about it? Ooh. I mean, I Chris Cody. Okay. So Chris Cody already knew about Chris this. Chris doesn't care Cody. about this. I no, no, no. He knew Twitter. about it. I heard the news. I brought it he up. Knew about I was it. like, this is, okay. Let me Chris set it up a little me, better than, but okay, let me yeah, set it up set a little up. better for you. Okay. So, um, I wanted to just leave it to you. I don't want to dictate how this comes out from you. Uh, Chris Cody told me today that he saw your tweet that you are leaving the Chicago Sun-Times. True. Which I have mixed feelings about because I, I even though we don't really work together there, I love being there with you, being teammates in that regard. For sure. Um, this has raised uh, – you did not say what's coming next, so everybody's wondering. I will – And we've gotten a lot of questions about – We've gotten a lot of questions, Russ, about whether our podcast, whether Sports Jason's going to keep see going. That. I did. So, see is this that. the last episode? Is Chris Cody on for our last um, finale here, or are we going to keep going? Can I, we at least know that part? Because I count on these paychecks. I, well, if you're counting on the Sports Jason checks, we got other problems, buddy. <laughs> um, no, I, the pod will keep going. Okay. The pod thank will keep God. going until right. further notice. Like, I don't. We're back think... on, Chris. Yeah, you you can tell tell Ashley checks are coming in. Um, no, nah, man, like the yeah, pot's still going, and it was actually the thing that helped me get the next job. They were like, "Look, we love what you're doing. Your podcast, that's good. The type of stuff we want to bring to this new venture." Actually, I think I can say it because I will have put the tweet out about me, uh, the new place. This episode will come out Thursday morning. Um, I will tweet this what I'm about to say on Wednesday. 
I am going to okay. be the national MLB insider at Bally Sports and Stadium Network. And I am going to be doing a five-day-a-week show at Stadium Name to be Determined. On TV. On TV, yeah. Let's go. It's yeah. huge. That's huge. awesome. Congrats. Huge. Man. I appreciate it. It is, I got uh, a concerned text a at one point today, like, oh, no, what's going on with Russ? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you have no idea. It's no, no, it's good. Quite quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Nah, it's, uh, it's been a crazy couple of days. And, Jason, you found out before the world did. And I get a text from Jason the other day once everything was finalized. Like, hey, man, there were some times the last couple of weeks it looked like you were going to throw up. And I was just like, well, listen, buddy, I was. Um, now it's just it's nice to know that everything's settled. I've held this for a couple weeks now, and I'm just glad everything's kind of resolving itself. Show starting at the end of the month, mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of good things coming. I'm excited, but also like really grateful that I got to work at the Sun Times for two years and cover the yep. Chicago Cubs and be a kid from Chicago, write for a paper in Chicago. And do that. So, oh, and I don't have to leave the city either. So, for people who are concerned, I'm still going to be here. It's the best part. Uh, Everything uh, originates out of the studios at the United Center. Correct. Correct. And then I'll be uh, still writing about baseball regularly, but nationally and, you know, traveling, doing interviews, et cetera, et cetera. It's huge news, man. It's an enormous climb for you. I mean, I want to say a huge break, but in a way, it's like this. everything was kind of leading towards something like this either way. I think if it wasn't this, it would have been something similar to it somewhere else. I mean, there, it's no surprise that people want you to be a personality on their network. Stock is definitely up in Russ Dorsey <laughs> LLC. I'll tell you that much, buddy. Are you gonna, Jason? Are you going to Stugatz this and like look for your cut? I mean, they said it was part. It was the, part, <laughs> it was the podcast that like maybe ninety ten yeah. his, his way. Uh, like, you know, they definitely like, you said know. it. They said, "Hey, we love what I, you, you do on the podcast." I should. I should start sniffing around for like a finder's fee or something with this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, I am fifty percent of that podcast. So. Yeah. Oh, I just I uh, I discovered Russ Dorsey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> After he was already like five years into his career, <laughs> I actually want you to pull that in court. And be like, Your Honor, I was friends with Russ after he got into the business, and I think I'm entitled to a percentage. That's right. Yes. Uh, you Chris, and my agent should get the same thing. There you go. Uh, Chris, you're a TV star. You got any advice for Russ as he begins this part of his career? <sighs> Just be an example. Well, see, like my show is so stupid that like the advice <laughs> I would give you would be terrible advice probably. I mean, you're five. Right. Uh, right. The, the, he the wants show, to do a good job. The show Chris, that you're yeah. doing five days a week, is this going to be like is information stuff like more than just like, like opinion stuff? Like are you allowed to like it- – it will be that style roundtable format, um, not just baseball. It will be all sports. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be – I don't want – how do I say this? Well, Dan doesn't work at ESPN anymore, so I can say it. Yeah. I don't want to be <laughs> – I don't want to be like a first take, right? Like that's right. not what the show is. And when I was talking to them about it, it was like, look, guys, I don't want this to be that. I want it to be yeah. something more. And I'm a reporter, like – I'm going to give you information. Yeah. I'll do it with personality and fun, but like, I'm going right. to, I'm going to tell you what's going on. And so they were all for that. And that's what we're going to hope to bring to people every day. Yeah. I would say just my advice would be do 
all that that good information stuff but when there's little moments of like levity like just soak in it for a few minutes and like don't be afraid i mean i guess on this type maybe you shouldn't do that see i know this is just bad like just, <laughs> they want fun you know, though no they want fun. like just i just would say like have fun with it that's what i would say that, that's my most generic advice that's not going to get you in any trouble have some fun who <laughs> works for me man <laughs> and awesome. develop like develop like a go-to move like blending two words together right yep. Chris? mm-hmm signature that, that's that's chris yeah. russ just in case you're not aware that's chris's like uh you know step back jumper or my stumper kind of kind of like <laughs> something like that Got it. but basically like zero don't step be, don't that's be people love fast one-legged three yeah. that's his move people love fast food talk too don't be afraid to just bust oh, okay. out with like a, right. what's your favorite go-to good you know drive-through order at a fast yeah. food restaurant. So, like, like, they're asking, the topic is what's wrong with C the block. Cowboys, and they want Russ to talk about I'm Taco Bell. I'm thinking C Block. Okay, I'm thinking right. C Block, though. Don't worry. Let's carry <laughs> it a little bit. Look, it's a 90 minute show, so we got time to develop. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. You'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm like podcast producer. I have no idea. I've <laughs> no, never worked no, on I, television this before. Valuable, this is valuable feedback, man. <laughs> valuable feedback. <laughs> Um, you already know this because I've said this to you privately in many different ways many times, but I am incredibly happy for you. And, you know, I know this will sound weird, but I'm, like, super proud of you about this, man. This is awesome. Thank you, man. I uh, I think the coolest part about the last day, a uh, um, couple days when people hear this, is just, like, the outpouring of support from people who have seen me, whether it's right every day in the paper write stories, go on TV, goof around on Twitter, like whatever. I'm like, man, I'm really sad that you're leaving the paper because I love reading you, but like, I'm really excited for this next thing. Uh, I don't look at it myself as being something as significant as it might be. And that may be part of my, um, my fatal flaw. Hopefully not not fatal though. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't think of things as being that big and that significant, I try not to and keep everything mm-hmm. kind of in perspective. But um, I really appreciate that and that people like read my stuff every day, even after two years of working at the paper is crazy. The fact that people yep. know me off of Twitter is crazy. Like me and Chris have followed each other on Twitter yeah. for like a year and a half. Right? Yeah. Never met in person, but like yeah. that's cool. And, yeah. and the fact that people care and people reached out, it's awesome. I think what you also saw, and Chris, you probably have experienced some of this with you guys' success in Miami. I think what you also saw, Russ, or at least I observed from afar, is how many people that know you that are so, so happy for you to have success and to see you, quote unquote, make it in a way that all of us have certainly thought you're capable of and certainly expected. No, man, that's you want to make people proud that believed in you from the beginning when you didn't have all the success and notoriety and people that follow you and all that, like people who are just like, I believe in what you're doing. Like that's, that's been the best part for me. And like to tell like my mentor that I got this job last week and like all this other stuff has been awesome. And shout out to my parents, um, (laughs) for for holding me down for a long time and and dealing with me and believing in me from the beginning. And like my brother, um, I'm not gonna cry on my podcast, so I'm gonna make sure I get that out of the way. <laughs> his uh, family I, supports his career, Chris. They they support my career, Chris. They really do. And uh, but like having them in my corner, like this process wasn't as easy as I 
probably wanted it to be. It was a lot more yeah. stressful. And just getting through that, they helped me with it a lot. So thank you to my folks, my brother, um, and everybody that's supported me since the beginning, since before I even got into sports media and journalism and all that stuff. Appreciate you. Guys. And let's stick it to the assholes in high school too, right? The people we don't Hell like yeah. too. Like, look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. There we I'm go. On TV every day. <laughs> See, that's the advice, Chris. That's why we're bringing you on here. <laughs> so that's what I mean, we just ninety-five percent of it should be what you said, but at the last five percent, that's right. What about you? Ninety-five percent humble and gratitude. Five percent you guys. I remember you, Jack Miller. <laughs> Wasn't that basically the? Uh, isn't that basically the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech? Isn't that the yes, template everybody, for that? Yeah. Everybody who started over me, that right. one guy that I don't remember your name. Yes. You'd be saying that to almost no one, Russ, because almost everyone who knows you has been rooting for something like this. Correct. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the, you know, that dude. But there, I will say there were some editors as I got my start who were like, nah, bro. I definitely still keep those right here on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. What about you, Jay? What, Jason? Do you have people rooting? You keep like wanting yeah, him to like, name downfall? people. Like, like, do you have people that root against you, Jason? Like, are there people that like haters? You mean some hateration? I, I feel like there's some haters out there, but like, I, I feel like it's rare where somebody is just like, my goal in life is to make sure Jason Leisure doesn't make it in life. Mm. I do think a lot of people like. Get mad at Jason, so there might be a lot more out there than we imagine. Honestly, people that's get, just, yeah. People get mad at me like all Bears season. I've covered the Bears three seasons now, and they get mad at me throughout the whole season until it gets to the end, and now they're like on my side. That's how yeah. that's every season of the Bears. Every season I spend all season telling you guys this isn't good, this isn't good, and they're like, shut up, we like the Bears, and then at the end <laughs> they're like, oh man, this isn't good. Someone should have told us. I need you to let me know by the end of this. This is like the least interesting thing that we said this entire podcast. I have the the ability to keep Justin Fields in a keeper league. And I need you like, is he good? Like, is that something I should like? It'd be like a late round pick that I'm giving up. Like, do I want him? Is he, is he going to be decent next year? That's not the show we do, Chris. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Russ's dad is always tweeting at me. I wonder if you guys uh, have some common yeah. ground on your on your dad's my dad just embarrassing me that's what my dad does other than getting my dad job is a good yeah. tweeter yeah no my dad's okay that, my dad that's is. that's surprising at 66 years old my dad's out here tweeting like i'm actually like, concerned and then when jason texted me it was the first thing i woke up to he's like your dad's a really good tweeter it's like what is going is on he? in the world that's a, I, there's nothing see there's nothing more the, the pressure of like is this tweet a good tweet or not before you send is an interesting feeling of like there's nothing worse than when you feel like a tweet's going to do well and then mm-hmm. right yeah yes the, the thing with my dad is like i i don't want my dad to get canceled <laughs> so it's like i can't Dude, like i know the concept same, of cancellation same. my dad is is 60 something like he might say something that he and Usually, I, I I don't worry about him. But, like, you never know what he thinks is cool that I'm like, Dad, that is not cool. <laughs> and now, people are like, Russ, is this your father? And I'm like, now I have to shun my dad publicly Yeah. for something Podcast, you don't even know yeah. about. Podcasts are a very beautiful thing for, you know, like, I do a podcast with my dad, and it's it's much better than if I was doing live radio. I love the ability to be able to edit something that he said. <laughs> we we, know, I we love- definitely know about that. I love when I see uh, Ricky Dorsey pop up in my 
tweets. I don't think he tweets a lot of his own um, separate tweets. I think it's no, more he likes like re- the reply. replies. Yes. Yeah, which is fine, which is a great way to use Twitter. And yes, he's always, I think so too. He's always very sharp. I, I love his tweets, man. That's my. That's man. why I texted you. Your dad's a good tweeter. No, he. Uh, Were you worried when you when you woke up to that text message? Like, oh no, what did he do? I was I was cons- I was not concerned, but I'm like, what did he say that made Jason <laughs> say this at six thirty in the morning? Because that's sidebar. Like when Jason texts me, I don't wake up until eleven. Jason is up at like five thirty, and so then. The, te- the time between the text and the response is usually like five hours. Yeah. And in my yeah. head, I'm just like, what made Jason at 6.30 in the morning? But also, my dad gets up really early, so he probably replied to something. That's probably it, yes. Right I wake up, up at a normal uh, grown-up time. I'm very jealous of 11 a.m., by the way. that is I have not slept to 11 in a long time. <laughs> well, see, here's the well, it's the benefit of being a beat reporter with that I'm actually— You're that, working I, the games not, at night. I'm not right. that anymore. Yeah, working games at night. Now, having a show in the studio every day, like, I'm going to have to be, I told my mom this morning, I'm like, I'm going to have to be at, like, at the studio at, like, 1130, yuck. And she's just like, you do know, like, when I used to go to work, I, I got on the train at 515 in the morning. And I'm like, huh, that sucks. I got to be at the studio at 740. That what time sucks. don't you live uh don't you live up north a little bit? Like, yeah. how, how early do you have to get up to make that happen? I, I, I give myself an hour. Like you know, I I can get there in forty in forty minutes of traffic because I kind of go before the rush hour, kind of. There know? is no, there is no before the rush hour. Well, you know, yeah, you're right. It's you know, it's very crowded, but it doesn't get that crazy. I, I generally, yeah, I, I leave my house six forty, get there seven forty. How many shows are you on right now, Chris? You're on the main show, and you have one. You have one with your dad. What's that one called? That's the the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. It's a Miami <laughs> Herald podcast. Why is it not the Greg Cody show with Chris Cody? Wouldn't that uh, because we, we, it's a narcissist. My dad's a narcissist, so we're kind of just like playing <laughs> off that. It, it's really like a, such a ridiculously self-absorbed podcast. My dad just likes to talk about like what he like his his day. He thinks everything he does is interesting. See, it's the opposite of Russ's dad because he like he actually is good and and like says some things that you're like, oh, my dad is just like, I got coffee this morning and then I uh, went to Dunkin' Donuts and you know he's just like saying his day and he thinks it's interesting anyway so yeah the, check it out was that a good was that a good recommendation for the podcast not no yeah and then I'm on, I'm on a couple metal arc ones I produce cinephile with Adnan okay. Ver movie one yeah yeah movie podcast and then I'm on the mystery crate like that's kind of like the shipping containers podcast okay so, I, this is my yeah. question this is my question for Chris though before we we go here how much pull do you have at metal arc Chris like could you say hey man I'm I think we have somebody that we need to pull in. Could you? Uh, oh no, they, they, it's very collaborative. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, you you send things and they just kind of disappear, and you don't ever get responses right. on it. But like, no, like they're it's a very collaborative. Like, you know, they're trying to turn this company into a company that creates big time like documentaries for like you know, and sell them to the Netflixes and Apples of all the world. So there's been plenty of meetings where it's like, you guys got any ideas for talent? Hmm. Uh, uh, docs like sports docs you think that haven't been made that like we are new podcast russ are you gonna pitch them hogan johns or what what's going on yes new podcast <laughs> hogan and johns also new podcast Jason, also I, you know everybody over there uh, yeah i mean i mean trust me like i could I, i'll put in a good word i just you know <laughs> hey man look 
I, I, but, but like I've, I, I haven't. I'm just gonna let you know. I haven't had a ton of success. There hasn't been a lot of biting on my, on the, re, on the fishing lines that I've been throwing out there so far. We just want to get, good we just want to get a shot up. <laughs> That's all. I mean, I'm cool going over one from the field as long as we took the shot. Because what a okay. Dion way to say it. Like I could go over ten, but I'd rather go over ten than over five because that meant I got, yes. I lost confidence. I stopped yeah. shooting. <laughs> yeah. I always, when in doubt, I always tell myself, do as Dion Waiters would do. Amen. Good way to live. Chris, I do want to ask you about your show a little bit. And one of the things that you brought up was you're, this is a, we're asking you to play a bigger role today because it's three of us mm-hmm. as opposed to, what is it, eight or nine on your, on your, it guys depends main on the show? day. It depends on the day, you know, because of all these projects. Like we all, like the yeah. way I have a few projects, we all do. So we all get dragged out at times. So, but yeah, there's always at least five to six people that are ready to shoot if we're using that analogy we um, are and yeah. but you have but you do have like a big three you have three people that are going to take the majority of the shots on this yeah. team how do you decide what how do what how do you best explain your judgment of when it's time for a chris cody moment when is it time for chris cody to jump in um that's a good question it's just it's over like now it's gotten to a place where we are such an like a we're flowing that i have such a better feel for that now than ever like we're a lot of like n- n- eye contact. Uh, I, if I have a quick little line, it could be Mike is talking and Dan's about to go next, but I know I have a little window if I just want to slip something in or, and it's, you know, it's basically just my role is just to bring the comedy. So if we're doing a segment that's very serious, mm-hmm. I know late in that segment, I'm looking for the joke. Like the entire time I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what can I do at the end of this that will, you know, throw that curveball? Cause that, that's what we, we, Every if if a segment is just serious the entire time it we like to, you got to end on a joke or something so like that's my sweet spot that's why like I feel pressure here because like right now when I end up talking for longer than a minute you get this kind of answer where I'm just kind of rambling I'm not well, this is interesting no I know I'm, I'm being self deprecating but it's the it's just like my sweet spot <laughs> my sweet spot is just like I, I I have a joke here let me I I just feel that's my sweet spot so. Yeah. I get insecure about when I have the ball in my hand for an extended period of time. But you have an extremely high hit rate when I you do, do I, shoot. You you shoot well. Yes, I, I I agree, and I've gotten better with it. And it, it's one of the things that I'm kind of in the Stu Gatz lane, uh, where if I'm bad, it works out. Then Dan will be like, "That was not funny. You're terrible. Go to the ocean." <laughs> and then it, we just had a funny moment on the show for something that I didn't do that was funny. So it's like even when I'm bad. It gets made fun of, and that's good. And when I'm good, I'm good. So it's 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 hard to lose with the setup that I kind of have. Chris, would you ever do anything as unprofessional as eating a sandwich the size of a baby on the show or uh, rattling around your spoon in a cup of ice cream and slurping it up? Um, the noise is a little odd. I mean, I will definitely eat during the air like i'll, I'll be i'll be snacking because that just kind of fits my character on the show as well like <laughs> okay right so i'm not i'm not you're not going to get any pushback on me on taking a little bite during the show but as a producer you and of an audio platform you know to mute your mic before you do it yes of course of See, course yeah. but you know in this zoom world we've all done the thing where we think we're muted like i can't if it's a <laughs> if it's a one-time thing i can overlook it but if it's like a consistent pattern then we might need to you know have a talk but no, i, I got yeah, the guy we were we're referring to, our our esteemed producer Anthony Gill, he he's aware. <laughs> he's he aware. Has, uh, Maybe he's doing he's, a bit. Maybe it's funny. Maybe he's do, he's I'm doing the telling comedy you, thing. He has he did a segment eating a sandwich the size of your child, Chris, and 
There was literally, we also have a video component to our podcast. There was literally mayo, mayo. In, his, in his facial hair. It would be very disingenuous of me to criticize a producer that's getting laughs by like eating mayo. See, like that's would... kind of my role on the show. So like I'm, I want to, I want to steal this guy from you guys. Like, See, honestly. I'm pissed because I know he's sitting here listening to this as he's editing. Like, yes, I knew I told those bastards. That's yeah. exactly well, what we want. Send me your especially because, especially, especially because this is one of his heroes, Russ. Like yeah. he adores Chris Cody from Chris, the, from like the first Billy. couple of weeks we started this. Well, yeah. but Chris in particular, Tony has been on me for almost a year to get Chris Cody on our wow. show. Wow, see, and I like him. I said that before I even knew that. I mean, me and this guy, I, I need his info. Gonna need to Wait, can we trade? Can we trade? Can we get Chris and then Tony take Tony? Oh, we uh, we are uh, the salary cap. Yeah, I was gonna say like we numbers do talk, not match you know, up there, Russ. I, hey, hey hold on now, hold on now, Chris. Brother. Presented think... by Bet Us. Chris brought to you by Bet Us. <laughs> and a decent link to it. <laughs> BET. <laughs> Chris, Chris sponsored by BET. <laughs> Russ, I don't know how much of the uh, the story of their show you followed, but I find Chris I find Chris's role in all this extremely interesting because they were on ESPN, they were the most popular show ESPN had, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris, but essentially ESPN reached in unexpectedly, fired Chris, See, calling it. I was just gonna make sure make sure you get the lingo right. Let go. Let Chris go. <laughs> like uh, claiming, you know, budgetary, yeah. whatever. It was one of the uh, team of his it, was, duties. it was one of the sweeps when like they made news. ESPN's yeah. about to lay off 250 people type thing. Like I just and they just an, threw Chris Cody's name in there, and the their show basically revolted. Yeah, and said you can't do this, and that was the beginning of the end of them with ESPN. And then everybody saw the jackpot landmark deal that they got. Yeah, coming yeah. out of it. The the real yeah fifty mil I always tell that I like to remind remind Dan of that. Um, Dan did well. They didn't cons- like you know you think when you have a Dan Lebetard it's his show. If you're gonna make a cut, you say where are we making like not that I'm not that I wanted someone else to get it, but they didn't do that. They just made a decision without yeah. saying anything to him. So that was like the disrespect that he you know and like now a running bit on the show is that it's my fault we left ESPN when really like the analogy I like to use is. There was a bad marriage and I was a child right. and it's like now the child is being blamed for like, like they were getting, dad broke up. trust me, yes. I've lived in this household for years. This marriage was ending. Okay. Like maybe, going nowhere, buddy. Maybe the, the kids always involved, know, don't they? The kids maybe, can tell something's off. Maybe in, they the don't know the detail. Involved, yeah. They know something's not right. The kids. Maybe the thing involving me was the last thing, but I'm not the reason that this happened. That's like the analogy I like to use, but yes, we left because of like they, we, I think they did one more show after it happened to me. It happened in like late November. They did one more show because we had a, a, a holiday break planned. And we and like we did one more show on January 4th, like a goodbye show. But it was yeah, it was that was the final straw, as they say. Well, just so Tony knows, as he listens to this, it, um, we're not doing that for you. If Lawrence reaches into the show and fires you for budgetary reasons, we're just going <laughs> to see if Chris Cody opens the show on, yeah, on the side. Yeah, Chris, so... <laughs> Chris, yeah, a real question here. Edit. Real question for you. How did you real feel answer. in the how did you feel in the middle of all that? You Oh, you had, dude, it was it, the, was it was a lot going on, man. Dude, it was the worst like Dan made me feel really relieved really quick, but there was probably a 12-hour period 
where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like, you know, but my, the thing is, is that when I announced it on Twitter, because Dan wanted to turn the whole thing into content like Dan and I was interested in parting ways with ESPN in a way that 15 years from now, I'd like to maybe be able to come back here. Like I wanted to part, like I wanted to take their, like, be like, I understand. Thank you for the five or six years. Like I wanted to do it that way. And Dan was like, don't tell like I want to he wanted to reveal this on the air like he didn't want me to reveal it on Twitter before and I like pushed back on it and I ended up revealing it on Twitter before we ever went to air because I was like I at least want to get my message out there if once I go back with Dan he wants to you know blow up the whole thing with ESPN at least I have my statement of like hey (laughs) I appreciate so when I when I tweeted out that I was one of the people dude the Twitter back like you know it was insane. Like, so I was made to feel good by all the positive people, like yep. saying that it was bull crap, but Oh, I was, there was tears. I was like calling my dad. And like, I was like, I was trying to be like, I'm going to just going to eat it. I'm going to be tough. But it was, it was like the, I would say a good, like 24 hours of like before Dan was like, I'm going to hire you. You're good. Like I, so, but, but for that 24 hours, it was terrible. <laughs> it was like, my whole life was like, Oh, this thing I've been building for five years. I think it's done. I need to, I started doing stock market. I was like, I need to like, I need to, all in 12 you know, where's hours? all my money? I was okay. like, where's all my money? I, I need to like, I need to get, you know, I need to diversify. <laughs> like what's liquid? What can I liquidate? <laughs> I was like, I, I've never been, this is a new experience for me. I, I had something yeah. going and now it's all gone. Like where's all my money? <laughs> uh, Chris, though, on the flip side of that though, you had everybody in the room having your back in that moment. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like it, it also, once I announced it on Twitter and I got, like and all the d the dms too like yeah but the people you know the people on the show had your back yeah 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 i mean they were the dan unless they didn't that makes it sound like they didn't well like the way you i I was thinking of like the roys and the billies they were all just like shit sorry man but like yes like dan and them like dan called me right away and was like you're good like i'm gonna hire you as my because that's what he did is he hired me as his assistant like you know quote unquote and was like he's gonna still be on the show but he's he's just i'm paying him and he gets a raise dan did the thing just to stick it to them was like you know and he's getting a raise (laughs) ah what a time that was it was it was like what a roller coaster of emotion that's what that that 48 hours was do you uh how does it feel now does it feel like that's over and now you guys are rolling again the way you want to you feel back comfortable and settled in and Yep. It's, it was a rough, like the first five or six months of the new company. It was just like, we were just changing like our, the way we were doing stuff. And since we were on radio with ESPN, we were still deciding, are we still going to do a format that sounds like radio, but that's just a podcast. So there was like an adjustment period. And, uh, but we finally found a groove now and we're able, since we have so many people, like we can kind of go and shift some. So we're able to work on our other projects. So we're not overworked. Because there was a time when we were doing the show five days a week and we had other projects. But now we've able to lighten the load for some of us during the week so we can have time to do the other stuff. So it's we found a nice groove. They, they brought in a lot of people to help like manage the situation. There's way more meetings at Meadowlark than there ever were at ESPN. A lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of just checking ins. and But that's it's we're more organized now. We're better for it, even though it's, you know, sometimes can be a lot. Inside the Levitard show, inside stuff, behind the scenes, PTS. What else do you want to know? 
See, I'm feeling I, awkward. You guys just sat I, there. We, well, we <laughs> usually just kind of we usually like, just kind of let our segments come to their net. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay. Which, no, which our, well, yeah, no, I guess our, sometimes our guests don't know that, and they just feel like yeah. they have to fill the space. Awkward. Because here, I was gonna say this. Like, <laughs> we've gotten much more insight insight from from Chris than we got from Billy. That's yeah. Billy's Billy does the thing. Billy's perfect in this setting. He's good at being like I didn't. I heard. I actually he was did. So I, yeah, I did. I he did was hear. So weird. He was. He was. Just, he was so he weird. He was fine. Are we? It was he sticky weird or was he it genuinely was, weird? I don't think it's ever stick with him because I've spent time with him off air and it's. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's right, this the same. is this is what it was. This was what it was. It was a kid with ADHD that had playtime with three other kids who also have ADHD and they record hmm. a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> It was like having two Tonys, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Our producer and him are identical. So where is Tony here listening to this and just I can't see him or not so that I want Tony, to? Go I'd ahead, bro. Oh, one, shout out to our, our guy Tony who got engaged this weekend, and we'll have yes. a full deep dive when he comes back. Uh, he's on sabbatical right now. We don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> when he comes gonna, back? They might already be married by the time we do a breakdown of the engagement. You, we're well, gonna have to have you do it. You were the, you were there. I was there. Me, Go Lawrence, friends and family. But no, we'll def. I talked to him and I told him we'll, we'll have the deep dive when he comes back, and hopefully it's soon. We're not rushing him, but Tony, get your ass back in here. <laughs> um, so no, but yeah. So he's on his uh, sabbatical right now. His PTO that we do not give him legally here at sports adjacent i mean geez i guess i wasn't that big a deal though you'd think he'd come back i mean geez i mean i mean right. i thought he wanted really wanted to you know, jason <laughs> he he really likes me. his guy right his guy's here and then boom yep. no tony yeah it's all right i get it uh you weren't worth coming off sabbatical for that's Chris. what i'm saying i mean i guess i wouldn't i wouldn't leave vacation for me either he told me there was something else i was supposed to tell you now i can't remember it like you guys uh didn't give him a T-shirt or something. I don't remember what it was. Did he, I, I, there was a time oh, you know what it was? where I was supposed to send a lot of T-shirts, and I that may was have, definitely what it was. It was. A I may have. I may have let a few fall through the cracks. Just throw them away. It was not <laughs> personal. No, it was just I had a lot of somewhere. them. I, there was just a lot, a long list yeah. of people, and you know, you know, there's cracks. You know, there's cracks in the floor sometimes. Things <laughs> fall that you don't intend for them to fall. Like you just, oh no, it fell. Oh, oh. I picture these all over the uh, floor of your back seat of your car, Chris. Yeah. I don't. I remember to... what it was that Tony. I remember his gripe with you guys, is when I started doing the Lawrence Holmes show up here when I moved here. Tony was the producer on his show, and Tony had tried to get clips of from when I was on your show to build like a like an intro or something for. Oh, did Mike my, say no? My weekly spot, and well, I don't know if Mike really said no. It was more ESPN policy. Was that yeah? No. But I but I believe that's something I would have gone to Mike and then Mike. Yeah. So like yeah. that. Like yeah. Because I, I, I guess he hasn't let that go. I guess Tony's still mad about that. I do remember that. Completely not you guys' that. fault. I remember that, and I remember sending it up the chain. And <laughs> what can I do, man? I got to know. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> but in hindsight, that's one of those things. This is like a producer. Ready? This is something he should learn. Mm-hmm. Assess the risk. Sometimes right, it's better to ask there, for Chris, for, That's it. 
That's it. Because he better he to ask. Better. No, to ask no, no. For, we need to proceed with this. We need to proceed. It's I think better we need to, to ask proceed. for. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Sometimes. Oh, nope. Never mind. No. Nope. See, I was. No, I told you, Jason. I knew where he okay. was going, and I'm well, like, no. I thought Chris. We can't afford Chris that, Chris. Cody. Like, we're gonna get sued, and no, then Jason but, and I have to pay. I thought for like it. professional producer of a major show, Chris Cody, was gonna give him good advice. Chris, Absolutely we're already. Not. Our producer Tony is already steering way too hard in that direction. We need yeah. to pull back on but that. Like, like, see, we don't like when I was at ESPN. We won't play something Fox because that's like a direct competitor. Like, right. do you think ES, like is ESPN gonna be like doing a search? Like, you know what I mean? I, I think you're good. Like me, like like, and I'm not and I'm not being disrespectful. My dad's podcast. Well, you are a little. I let it fly on my dad's podcast. We do parody songs. We do everything on my dad's podcast. That's a Miami <laughs> Herald podcast. Like I'm telling you, what, like, like I, I, I'm telling you, like you you don't have to like there's like you're gonna be fine on a little tiny clip that there's nothing that's. ESPN, like, there's no, like, what are they gonna like? It's just Chris, you. No, it's as long as Dan's not like. I wouldn't have You're a thing with so unhelpful right now. Just I wouldn't have a bunch all of, this. He adores you. He's gonna be like, well, Chris, I'm gonna do as Chris Cody does. If it's I'm a like clip, Chris Cody if, and them have a lot more money than we have in sports, yeah. Jason LLC. But if it's, a cl- if it's a clip just of Jason talking on the Levitard show from seven years ago, and it's just Jason isolated. That's like who's like what, you're gonna go into court. You think there's gonna be a trial where it's like dun dun dun. Jason, is this clip was this you on the Levitard show 17 years ago? Up, oh, yes it was. <laughs> you owe us $48. Dun, dun, and dun. you have to take down all your episodes. I mean, I just I mean, I I rolled the dice on my dad's podcast. I'm I'm just being honest. Okay. Here's the thing, well, Chris, that's it's not a, it's, good advice for Tony Gill. The problem with Tony is he'll take like the biggest sound bites in sports, throw them on the pod. No, like, like bro, you don't want to have licensing for that. Yeah, you don't want to steal like Monday Night Football music. Like I, that's what I mean. You don't want to use like music <laughs> that's used on other broadcasts, and you don't want to do live. Like you don't want to do Joe Buck and Tony Romo like live broadcasts, but mm-hmm. like clips from shows that are like very quick snippet things. I honestly like do think you'd be fine if it's. It, I don't. I wouldn't put Dan in your open, but if it's just you, isolated. <laughs> I think you're good. I, I'm being honest there. Okay. Well, that's not our policy here at this company. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send our invoice uh, for our attorney when we get sued. Right. Tony yeah. doesn't follow directions. I'm going to send it yeah. to you, Chris. No, yeah. Send it to Mr. 50 Mill over here. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Right. Hey guys, Russ Dorsey here from Sports Jason. I want to give you my picks this week. First week of wild card round in the NFL. Got a couple of picks for you. Hope we can make some money. So first game I want to go over, Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, a lot of offense in this game. Joe Burrow's last two games that he's played, he's thrown for over a thousand yards. That offense is hot. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Derek Carr and company, they're going to have to keep up. 49 is the, the number four points total in that game. I'm taking the over. A lot of points scored, a lot of offense. I wouldn't be surprised if we see 600 yards of off, total offense in this game. So press the over. Vegas against Cincinnati. Then next game, New England against Buffalo. New England 
they, it just feels like we're, we're due for an upset. Buffalo, really good team, not as good as they were last year. New England plus 170. Money line, I think that's good value. Think we're feeling the upset. Make yourself a little bit of money. Last game I'm looking at this weekend, Monday, Arizona Cardinals against the LA Rams. Arizona at plus 170 as well. The Rams haven't quite found who they are yet. Obviously, they have a lot of star power, but the Cardinals, even with all their injuries, I think they have a shot in this game. Kyler Murray and the boys, I think they have a shot to upset the Rams here in my boy Cooper Cup. So plus 170 on the money line, riding with the Cardinals, try to make us some money, some value there. Uh, as always, use promo code SPORTSADJACENT at BetUS.com. Get yourself a 125% sign-up bonus after you deposit your first $50. Good luck with your bets. Let's make some money. Okay, should we go to our, should we go to our, our, our actual insider now, our national right. insider? Yes. Let's uh, use the let's use the ESPN MLB uh, baseball tonight music if we can get that Tony. Stop put it, that stop right it. under here. Stop. No, you do not get to. No. Here comes no. the cease and desist. You're not even allowed to. You're going to get sued. They won't even care that we did it. They're going to be mad at you. No, they definitely suing you, Chris. You think they like you yeah. or Dan? You guys, are, you guys are living scared. <laughs> well, we're living scared, yes. too. Uh, <laughs> right. There we go. Yes, let's, food. Let's, let's check in right now with our, our newly minted. Uh, he's our insider, but now I guess we'll share him with Bell. He's our baseball insider. Russ Dorsey, let's get an update on the baseball labor strife, the situation. Are the players still locked out? Yes, but there's a oh. meeting. A well, usually these today. are just yes or no. Yeah, well, well, today we have context, Jason. Okay, all right, all right. Um, let's do it. No, they're not. They're st- yes, they're still locked out, but there's yes. a meeting today, the day we dropped the pod on Thursday, um, that would be January 13th, mm-hmm. to talk about what was m- minted core economics. So we'll see what that means. Probably what does that mean? That sounds like a class. That means like everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna be mad, and then we won't have baseball. For a while. Okay. So that's our MLB update. Is um, you know, you're supposed to be an MLB insider. What if there's no MLB? <laughs> well, what are you going to do? On, uh, at least I'm on a show five days. Yeah, week, you got so. the other show. That's right. Yeah, 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 it works out. It works out. Uh, did I, you guys see? Did you guys see? Go ahead, Chris. I, I heard Jeff Passan on ESPN the other day say he's seen crazier. Th- he's seen weirder things than pitchers and catchers not reporting on time, and I was like. What are the weird shit that Jeff Passan's seen? Like, I just like I want to know the weirdest shit Jeff Passan's ever seen in baseball I mean, or like in life. I, got, I, 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 not to. I actually DM'd him not to be the name dropper of a guy that has DM'd with Jeff Passan, but right. I, uh, I DM'd him. I was like, I want to know the weird shit you look at. That's worse than pitchers and catchers not reporting on time. <laughs> he didn't respond. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for the response. I was hoping for the response. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see the big return of Clay Thompson to the NBA after uh, at least was it two years or more off? Two years, more I think. Three? Oh, I think it's. I know. I just think it's more than two calendar years, is what I mean. I don't think yes. we had seen him since uh, the 2019 Finals. Right. 
and came back, had 17 points. I, I was watching the highlights. I saw this after I got back to my hotel room after the Bears game on Sunday in Minnesota. Uh, I, the highlights made it look like he made every shot. And then yes. check later, and it they wasn't often quite do that. that. They often it do that, those highlights. It wasn't quite like that. Uh, Yes, they do. That's a good, that's actually a fair point. <laughs> but I, I, Clay Thompson, do you guys do this with a player comes? I thought back he from, scored fifty off the highlights. Of this, and then it turns out he scored like seventeen. Go ahead. Do you do this with players when they're coming back from catastrophic injuries, where it's like you're just scared they're going to get hurt again? The very oh my gosh, like, yes. I, I don't even like to watch the first game back. I'm like, just yes. let me know it went well. Because like he just and and I saw some piece with Steph Curry like narrating it. I'm like, now you guys are like building this thing up even more. It's like. I'm just so worried about. I was that. nervous. Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there was, I mean, it was a national game. Tons of everybody was watching. I yeah. watched, uh, and he comes out, makes the first shot. Place goes up. It's great, and then you realize, oh, they're only playing five minutes a quarter. And it's like, oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, or at the end of the second, that's why you watch the highlights, Russ. Yeah. Yes, because then he makes every shot. Flawless, <laughs> that's right? But then right. he finds a groove, gets hot, and goes on one of those. Clay Thompson runs where he's hitting threes. He he banged it on three guys. Like it's really good, really good comeback. I got nervous. To Chris's point, I got nervous. They showed the highlight package that they showed was starting with him being introduced or going through warmups. I think, mm-hmm. and then being introduced when he went and, and jumped as, up against the basketball. Hoop. That's the part that I, right then and there, I was like, "What <laughs> are you too. doing? Me what too. are you doing?" <laughs> Even though it was nothing, yeah, it was nothing. I mean, right. it's nothing compared to like then later he dunked on some guy and lands yeah. in kind of a crowd of shoes on the floor. But yeah, yeah I was nervous right from that part when he went it's, and kind of chest bumps the, the stanchion or whatever. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Yep, me too." Same thing. No, I was land, like, land, "No, no. lands gently, land like a feather." <laughs> Russ, they were the best team in the NBA without him. They were. He's really, really good. I mean, that he came back game gonna, one. Off 20 minutes and scored 17 points. Yeah, and he'll get better. Yeah, it might be a wrap for the West. I love having that team back because I would. That team was so much fun to watch. I had no uh, beef with them or anything. There was no. There's yeah. no hate watching with the Warriors. They were. They were a fun style of basketball, an excellent style of basketball. Great personalities, great players, and then it fell apart after that loss to Toronto. And I, you know, a lot of times, man, the Heat have gone through this with, uh, it was a little different because they lost LeBron, Chris. But like a lot of times when it goes, it doesn't come back. Yeah, no. And like you look at what they lost besides Clay, like you lose Clay for two years. Then you also have the best player in the world and Kevin Durant on that team. He leaves. Now it's just Steph and friends and him and Draymond. But then you get James Wiseman, the number one pick in the draft. And. You get all these great role players, Jordan Poole, who was turned into a starter while Clay was out. Now he's going to be their sixth man. Like They built a team while they were really bad, and now they get all these pieces back, and it looks like the throwback Warriors again, the teams from you know, 2013, 14, 15. Um, it's really good for basketball. And they're so much more likable. They're so much more likable without KD too, at least to me. I like right. I. I don't know when they had KD. I don't know just the way KD is with the media and like. Yeah, it's, did you have a problem with them forming a super team, Chris? Did you object? No, to that? no, it has nothing to do with the super team aspect of it. The Heat did that. It's just you know maybe the Heat. You know I was a Heat fan, so maybe the Heat weren't likable. But I don't know. I mean the Heat like they're a big three. You know Draymond's kind of a, a big three. So like I, I, they're still kind of a big three. And I just I don't know. I like the Warriors more without KD. I don't know. I just never. I'm. Not, 
KD's very surly and like he's he seems he to have no time for the media or people on Twitter or anyone. I don't know. I just I don't like people that take like I like fun people and he doesn't seem to have a lot of fun. He doesn't seem KD. fun. That's true, Russ. I like KD, seem, man. Like I'm a big but, KD. Okay, man. I like his I, game I too, but he doesn't saying. seem fun. Oh, I love his game. I love his game. I don't I, think he'd be fun to hang out with compared to a lot of other guys. In comparison with the guys in the league, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, he seems like he would be a fun guy to like go to the club with or whatever or yeah. just hang out and talk to. Yeah, I, I guess I can see your point, but. I don't know. Just the, like the way KD and, Ky- KD and Kyrie are like the only guys in the NBA that kind of just like, I don't know. There's just something about like, I don't know. There's something about their personalities that, I don't know. That's it. I don't know. Who else See, do you like? What about in other sports? Who else do you... You're just like ah, uh, I like can't. Football. I can't like, hang out with you. Who do I not like in football? Who do I not like in baseball? I don't know. You're gonna have to like do some filling here. Okay. Let me think about it. <laughs> who are who are the uh, who are the polarizing personalities, Russ? What about like and, Russell Westbrook, Bryce Harper? Um, who else? If we're gonna go in sports, I, I feel like Westbrook gets a bad rap. He, him, I've always liked. He's very fiery. I, I don't know for some I reason. I think Draymond. I think Draymond. It was a more nuanced individual where it's like, it's personas, right? When he steps on the court, he hits a switch and he becomes the Draymond that we see, and then he walks off the court, different guy. So I think yeah. there's some nuance there where people are like, oh, I hate Draymond, but it's like, eh, it's a really nice guy. <laughs> it's just who he is on, on the court. Uh, I think. Chris Paul is like that. I think there's there's some of that with people that don't like Chris Paul. Yeah. For a lot of those same reasons. Um I liked KD when he was with OKC. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to dissect now why I don't like it. I think it's because he got to he all the negative attention that he got with Golden State, like he kind of put his back up to that. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I I can't blame him. I guess if I did something like that, and in, in he is a little surly. Me. He's on the surly side. But I um, like them. Like I love that. Like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kate, even though they played the Heat in the finals and the Heat gave him the work. But I, I liked that team. Like I, I liked KD, and you can't deny. I mean, he's so freaking good. That team breaking up gave us three MVPs. That's wild. <laughs> like it might be yeah. better for basketball history that they broke up than than right. the other. What would it have been if it didn't? Though that's. I mean, it's a, it's an odd like. Harden and Westbrook are like those two that it's like, can you win? Like they're good, they're great. It I mean, worked though, right? Like that was the first shot, at, by, their first bite at the apple, and they made it to the finals. Yeah, and then they didn't make it back. But like, think if the Thunder picked James Harden over Serge Ibaka. Yeah, right. Maybe we're talking mm-hmm. about all three still being together and an OKC title. But like that history is going to look at it like they chose Serge Ibaka over James Harden. They traded yeah. him. Team broke up. Three MVPs. And I think it's better for I think it was better for all three of their careers in terms of like individualism, where it's like each guy like James Harden isn't who he is now or who he becomes the player if he's in the OKC, right? I feel like Westbrook is the one guy that like you could make the argument if they, they probably might have wanted to keep that together. I mean he did have his time when he was there alone mm-hmm. in OKC, the trip all the triple doubles, but not a ton of winning. Yeah. Here's one for you, Chris. How about Rodgers? How about Aaron Rodgers? This was a guy that was a staple of you guys' show it for a long time. into that, right? Now, now there's been quite a bit lately. Like, what about him? I mean, not to, like, you know, not, not to get all, not to get political. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not someone who has, like, you know, turned on Aaron Rodgers as much as some people. Like, obviously, he clearly, you know, misled, and that was kind of shitty. 
But outside of that, you know, I I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is an interesting one. And now he's, you know, rebutting uh, reports of him like boycotting the Super Bowl because now he's yes. like, I'm, I'm out with the, the media. So now I'm going to do something that they might want to hear. Like, no, I'm not going to boycott. So he's trying to like, yeah, get back in kind of. But he said a bunch of F words. So it's like. <laughs> We'll get we'll get to that later in the show. Russ, did you did you catch uh now you probably didn't. Why would you have caught this? But I was looking at a transcript of his media press conference mm-hmm. last week and there was some question where he in the response said something like, "Yeah, I addressed it last. I addressed it the other day on McAfee." Like that that now counts as like part of his his, his media, media availability. And, and I you cover Green Bay, I guess you need to listen to McAfee every week whenever he's on cuz you got to see what he's going to say on there. But I like how yes. he refers it to it as McAfee, like it's Howard Stern. Like, yeah, I said that on Stern. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think that's one that definitely became a thing this year because I liked Aaron Rodgers for a long time, and it 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 took a turn this year um, for a lot of different reasons. Like, he, he says it's because he's unvaccinated, and now people think he's some – I think there's just a lot that has come with that beyond that where it's just like all right i'm good now he's got this whole persona going at this point and he like spun you know turned into the the curve like he's he he's like all right i'll be this guy now i'll be the villain cool how did we take a a happy uh triumphant clay thompson return segment and turn it into aaron Rodgers' misery because I, I said i didn't like kd and then we were like okay, who yes. else do we not like down the rabbit hole I'm so negative, so you do, Chris. Why are you doing so that? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the opposite of what we brought you on for. You're bringing the show way down right now. All right, forgive me. I'll do better. <laughs> you guys want to do football roundup? Yes. All right, football roundup, which is brought to you by BetUS. You can use promo code SportsAdjacent and get a 125% sign-up bonus. It starts with. Is there like country music playing, like a roundup? Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is, is kind of what Tony Tony thinks it's like Woody's roundup from the Toy Story movie. He usually, you know, huh. sings a song. Can, everything we do makes me miss Tony. Our first <laughs> first on football roundup is the Aaron Rodgers story that Chris alluded to, uh, mm. Russ. Who knew that yeah. Boomer Esiason was such a newsbreaker? Boomer Esiason, uh, the new Adam Schefter, just um, always wrong. Boomer uh, Schefter? Yeah. So after, quote, re- you know, reporting – that uh, Matt Nagy had already been pre-fired, which, you know, we all could have assumed that Matt Nagy was going to get fired. But I I actually don't think he was literally told that until after that last game. Uh, he then reports that Aaron Rodgers would consider boycotting the Super Bowl over the COVID protocol. And uh, apparently it was a prank, but it was enough to set off Aaron Rodgers. And... Uh, Russ, I think this would be a good time. I think Tony would appreciate this tribute. One of Tony's signature segments is uh, reading segment here, and I think I think we should have Chris oh, no. Cody, his hero, his mentor, do the reading segment. Let's you know, hear from you know Aaron Rodgers, is- Chris. And now, Chris Cody reads. This is how I got my start with Sheets and Giggles, by the way, doing a read terribly, and I did it so yeah. bad that I drew a lot of attention to the company, and then they paid me money. So <laughs> Okay. Shiggles. that happens here. Uh, that's I okay. Was, you know, Tony doesn't do a great job of these either. He doesn't. He actually does the worst job. The person we actually had to do it last week was, or two weeks ago was way better at it than Tony was. Who right, was so that? Who did such a good job on it? Was it Cam? Cam. Cam okay. was great. 
All right, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers, Chris. All right, so this is Aaron Rodgers responding to Boomer Iason's report on the McAfee show. I'd be, oh, I'm sorry, Boomer who? <laughs> well, so what was it? Boomer, Boomer Iason, did I, did I, did oh, I okay. so, right. see? I get scared. When I have to read, I'm telling you, this is not he, you Jason, do. you're right. He did say, like, Boomer Iason. <laughs> Damn it. I've been giving a lot less the last couple of years, but one thing I do give a major about is ridiculous narratives about me. I'm going to boycott the Super Bowl. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and he slapped down. Then he what, are, what are they going to do for the Super Bowl? Are they just going to stop COVID testing, though? Because we had just, you know, just in week 18, we had Justin Fields had to be scrubbed for the final game because he tested positive on a Thursday. Like, what happens when somebody tests positive on Thursday, February 9th or whatever that's going to be? Jason, you, Jason, you said it for like the last three months that it's going to eventually turn into the don't ask, don't tell with COVID protocols. Yes. And I definitely think much that week of, week of the Super Bowl, they're going to be like, hey, man. If you're not coughing, you don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand percent. Hey, you There's look no awfully way. feverish. No, yeah. no, no. It's just hot out. There's no way Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is going to, like, you know, on Friday of the Super Bowl. Uh, he he's, doesn't have symptoms, but he will be entering the protocol. No shot. Like, no. Just no shot. <laughs> Did you guys watch Chargers versus Raiders? Kind of a weird game. Yes. I watched it and I was kind of blown away by everybody trying to pretend like they they thought everyone wanted a tie. It's like it's not as fun as it's everyone thinks it's going to be fun. That it, like you just want them kneeling the whole game. The game we got was a lot better than if they just kneeled it the whole time. I hated everyone on Twitter beforehand trying to want them to just kneel the whole time. It's like you you think you want it, but you don't want that. Yeah, see that would have been dumb. The, here's the thing, like Chris, like I didn't think there was any shot that there would be a tie in that game. Right? right, I know. It's like, there's no shot that that happens. Like, everybody right. wants it; it won't happen. And then we get to the end of regulation. It's like, all right, it's gonna go to OT, but I still don't think it's gonna happen. Then you get to the two minute warning OT, and you're like, later oh my God, and later and later. Yes, yeah. like it's like see, this is insane. Did you see with the cl- like? There's a video clip, and it, they slow it down. You could see his lips moving with like 32 seconds left in the game. Justin Herbert on the sidelines, mouthing the words. I've never wanted a tie so bad in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, you could get wild. in the playoffs with a tie. It's like, screw this game, man. I just want to play another week. And my coach thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And it changed the whole calculus for the Raiders. Where it's like, ah, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll run a play now and get a first down or call a timeout and win the game. To your point, like it never made sense for the Raiders to want a tie. Because if they tied, they would have been going to Kansas City. And if they win, they're now going to Cincinnati. So, like, I mean, I would think that that would be incentive enough for them to at least, like, let's go for the win and then we'll have a tie as a fallback. No, it like, but everybody, Derek Carr said it after the game, like, yo, we were going to probably run the clock out if, but they called the timeout. So it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. And, if you're Brandon Staley, like, what are you thinking back in your office when you get there? Like, dude, we could be in the playoffs, and I called the timeout. Yeah, yeah, I played chicken, and I shouldn't have. Um, I never thought they were gonna just like kneel down and waste the whole game. Although maybe the Raiders would want to because the Raiders would have a grudge with the NFL, but you'd need both teams to do it. But I was kind of thinking, Russ, going into it about the type of scenario that actually ended up happening. What if we get down toward the end, and there's an opportunity to go for a tie and they both get in. I mean, you still need both coaches to kind of agree to it in a way, I guess, without actually discussing it. And we see how that went. It would be just like a 
Like finger signal. guns. What, what would the signal be, Chris? Wait, if you, if like, you, if you, I think you it's the like, tip of the cap. I think it's both coaches looking at each other from across the sideline, and they both at the same time tip of the mm-hmm. cap, and it's just like, all right, we're gonna do it. So you're having this conversation. Let's. Uh, are you are you Staley or are you? Uh, I don't know the Raiders coach name. The oh, Rich, Rich Basaccia. Thank you. you. Which which one are you? And are you like telling them before the game? Or are you talking on Thursday? Like, how ah. are you setting up this scenario where you guys are going to be like, look, emergency option. If I lick my lips, that means go for the tie. Yeah, I'm definitely working it before. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, hey, let's do the, just the kneel thing. We'll kneel. We'll both go to the playoffs. And then yeah. with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, I'm having Derek Carr fake a kneel and then try to throw it deep and oh, go okay. against All the right. whole plan. And like late in the fourth quarter after we've kneeled it for it's the most ridiculous Sunday night broadcast in history with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth just narrating kneels for the entire game. And then they just fake kneel it damn Reno style, even though his was a fake spike. And then. Boom, touchdown, Raiders win in the fourth quarter. That's what I wow, want to you're, see. you're slippery, man. <laughs> I like the idea, though, of like, hey, we're going to play this game straight up, Russ, but then, you know, if it gets later, the the, the signal is caca, caca. Like, yeah. if I yell that across the sideline, it means, you know, yeah. we go in a, sta- the in a stadium with 65,000. <laughs> yes, caca, caca. Works. The, the, the hat you're wearing, well, no, Jason, also be saying it. you're wearing a California Angels hat. Maybe like an Angels in the outfield thing where it's just all of a sudden the whole sideline. <laughs> what if both sidelines all of a sudden are doing Angels in the outfield and then they're like, all right, we're going to both just go to the playoffs. We're going to fly I off to the playoffs. I'm a fan of that. I feel, like, I feel like this was one of those games where there was too much talk about the tie leading up yeah. to it. And it got On in everyone's social media it, for sure. It, it's almost like it made it happen like if i'm like hey russ russ whatever you do don't say this word don't say it don't say it and it like makes you say it in the end we're we're right here we're like we're gonna have a tie organically basically at the end almost (laughs) on to the pittsburgh steelers who had a vested interest in that game that was the interesting ripple effect here was all the steelers needed was for it to not end in a tie right and they're in didn't matter who won as long as they didn't both win, as long as there wasn't a tie, the Steelers would get in. What a weird way to watch a game, for one. And then you're sitting there watching it as a Steeler player, knowing all we need is for this to not end in a tie, and all night it looks like... Mm. The thing that shouldn't happen, like the lowest percentage... Right. There's ah, been one tie happen. in the NFL all season, Russ. What do you think Mike what do you think Mike Tomlin was thinking? Because you guys see the video of him dancing well, in the locker room after? That was yeah. pre-Sunday night football. He did that. He put himself out there on social media <laughs> dancing, celebrating, making the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I just I, I I could only imagine what his household was like when he's like, I'm I'm watching myself on TikTok right now dancing. And we're about to get eliminated because of this damn tie. Nah, that's rough, man. It was nice to see him have fun for once. It was. No, that was cool. That was Mike Tomlin might be the least likely coach ever to dance on social media in the locker room. You notice he never blinked while dancing. Him or Belichick. I mean, I don't know. He never blinked. No, Mike Tomlin doesn't. He never blink. blinked. Well, while... he does blink. He does blink, though, because Mike Tomlin said that he fell asleep and didn't see the end of the game. And at first, I saw this headline that Mike Tomlin slept through the end of the game that his entire season was riding on. And I thought he's probably kind of joking or I don't know if right. Mike Tomlin jokes, I guess. Um, but I watched the video of him saying it, Russ, and he, he didn't sound at all like he was joking. He sounded like he was Seriously dead serious. That he yeah. he kind of slipped into sleep toward the end of that game. I kind of did too. No, You kind of did too, Chris? Yeah, but your job wasn't riding right. on it because your season <laughs> wasn't the, riding on it. The crazy part about that, what's not crazy about that is it wasn't like – 
the game got better as the night went on. Right. It was a like, good it, game. It was a good game, but it yeah, wasn't like, like who, you didn't think it was going to end the way it did. Well, who, but who falls asleep in a fireworks show? Like it was a good, it was a good yeah, ending. I, I would agree with you there. Sometimes that couch, man, that thing that, that doesn't, it takes no prisoners. My couch, like, I don't care what you're watching. You lay down on that thing. Out. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you a person who can fall asleep at any point during the day? Like if you're tired, not enough, during the day, no but late at night, like or... once you, once you get okay. past like 11 PM, if, if I'm trying to like, like sometimes like, well, like, you know, throw on something on Netflix, never make it mm-hmm. through like anything like, cause that's my time to like watch stuff. It's like late right. at night. And I, I'm like, that's when I, you know, I'm like, all right, tonight I'm, I haven't watched Curb this week. Let me watch the Curb, and then I'm just, I'm out before the on HBO thing. <laughs> you can't, you can't watch stuff at that time that you want to watch. I know because you might not make it. Like when I'm watching TV that late at night, I always watch like Simpsons reruns or something, or What's something that to... I can, yeah. something that it's okay if I fall asleep during, and not something I'm not like Ozark that I'm trying to follow. I do the thing where I'm like laying on my right side, trying to like prop my head up. Cause like once the head's leaned back on the pillow, I mean, that's just game over. So it's like, but then after like six minutes, my whole right side's asleep. So I'm like, all right, I guess I got to lay on my back for a few minutes. Boom. Done. Russ, I had uh, I had a weird dream the other day, actually. Do you want to hear that? <laughs> a weem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Chris made me think of it. Cause he was talking about falling asleep, watching shows. Yeah. Okay. I had a dream that I was being attacked by my daughters, uh, by their their um, dolls, like their Barbies and stuff. Jesus, were attacking me and biting me. No and more shit. I was like, bed for Jason. <laughs> they could move their jaws. They could move the jaws. Well, I don't. Yeah. And I was like swinging at them and stuff in my dream, and I was I made enough noise that my wife woke up, and she reached over to check on me, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and I thought she was one of the dolls. And so I just kind of flung my arm and kind of knocked her in the forehead a little bit. You're putting hands on Ashley over there, buddy. Don't say that. That's uh, not what happened. <laughs> no. I'm not, I don't want to laugh. Subconsciously. Yeah, look. My, everyone in my house thinks this is hilarious. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I have a lot of weird dreams, man. Do you remember all your dreams? Usually, yeah. I, I hate the thing when you remember it for like a minute and then it's like it goes away. It's is weird. That, there is like an expiration on it. Like I'll remember it till about. That's a thing, Rod. No, no, no. If you ask me in like, those first couple mind, hours, I, I know. Like, I agree. Yeah. I agree with Chris, but it was just funny the way. Like the disappointment. I like tailed of, off at the end, and then it goes away. It does. That's I exactly like what it, it like away. evaporates. It's true. Yeah. It's perfect analogy. And oh you're always just like, and you're always like, I'm definitely. I, I can't wait to get to work and tell them about this. And then you're driving in, you're like. What the hell was that dream? Where did it go? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. Uh, um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady <laughs> rejected Bruce Arians trying to pull him out of a game the other day, Russ. Did you see this clip? I did. He wanted to stay in to make sure that Gronk got his half a million dollar bonus for catches. So he waved off Arians, stayed in the game, in the game, got Gronk his incentive, and then checked out. It's a good friend. Look, I would hope that you would stay in the game to let me hit my incentives. So I'm with him. Yeah. I feel like Blaine Gabbert's like, yo, I can get Gronk the ball. Like, can I play for a, no, like Blaine Gabbert plays? cannot be trusted with this. Can I you know, can Gronk, I get six Gronk plays, over, Brady? Gronk walks over like, hey, man, just so we know, like, I don't want to catch passes from yeah. Blaine Gabbert. Like, who would want to do that? 
Just you know it. that's I'll, what's happening. I'll catch him. He needs, I'll catch he him. needs seven catches. Brady leaves. Gronk's got six. And then they bring in Gabbert. And it's like he just ends on six. You know that happens. <laughs> no, you're definitely Gabbert, Brady like, hey, man, you owe me a million dollars. Yeah. If Blaine, if Blaine Gabbert could make sure that he got it to him, then Blaine Gabbert would probably have had a better career to this point. <laughs> Chris, do you hate Tom Brady from all the years of the uh, of the Dolphins and the Patriots? Or, or what's your feeling toward him? This was weird because this is like the opposite of what I was doing with KD. I like him more now that he's, I mean, obviously because he's not in my division anymore as a Dolphins fan, yeah. but I do just find, I find them both more likable now. It's a weird thing. Belichick, Brady, both a little bit more likable now that they don't have each other. We've talked about this on the pod the last couple of weeks, especially with Brady, where it's just like something happened where he's the fun guy. He's yeah. like, has the podcast now. He's more relaxed. He he's more relaxed in media availabilities. He he has fun on social. Like his social media yeah. team is amazing. Like it seems like something has changed for him. And he, yeah, just I, I I agree. Just more likable. Something about him. I mean, maybe it's just right. Everyone wants to say when you're at, when you're in the Patriot way, they don't want you to be that. So maybe he has just more yeah. freedom to do that now, or he's just like I'm the goat. Everyone says yeah, it's like, like yeah, man, what, there's there's. <laughs> He's reached the mountaintop, and there's nothing else like where is it else to go. So it, you're kind of playing with house money now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have He's fun. Gonna play like six more years, probably. It's yeah. <laughs> to fifty. I I think there is something to what Chris said though, where you see a lot of times an athlete, a really prominent athlete like LeBron, for example, they kind of come into their own. Maybe as they're hitting about thirty, they've been in the league a while. They're they've been in adulthood for a while. They start to really kind of find their voice and who they want to be and what things they care about, what things they want to speak at. Great For Brady to have that happen in his 40s is pretty late for that, but I think it's getting out of New England. Yeah, I think it's feeling like you're finally out of the house, like you're finally on your own. And and getting uh, vindication of that. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like he won his first year, so he's like, oh, wait, if I was even wondering how much of this pie chart was me. It, <laughs> I know now. I, I thought I was a bigger, more right. important than him, but it seems like I actually am. Uh, one last note on football roundup for you guys. Yeah. And this, and I have, man, I have saved the absolute best for last. I, this is just a report at this point. I hope okay. so much that this happens, but Amazon has reached out to Marshawn Lynch about being part of their football broadcasts. Oh, like a Manning cast, but with Marshawn? Yeah, well, thing. like kind of like a casual watch along? I, th- I think they're going to be a little more careful and limited and pre taped with this. Um, Marshawn was on the Manning cast and uh, yeah. dropped cursed. a what the f on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that the New York Post report that I read was that this would probably be more of a pre taped uh, if the game is in, say, Miami, then you're going to get in the pregame show, Marshawn Lynch telling you, uh, you know, everything he thinks about Miami. I would rather see him oh, live. With us. We got to get no. Marshawn Lynch yeah. live. Listen, Amazon, you can pay the FCC for whatever fine you'd have to pay. Do they even have Y'all to got it. on the Internet? Would they even have to? No, on the Internet, you don't. What do you, I like I like the the different broadcast options. Like, uh, what, have you guys done the Manning cast thing? Like, what do we like? Just I'm I don't want to. Cool, I actually think the um, the Monday Night Football crew is really good, and so yeah, me too. You kind of cut their legs off having the Mannings yeah. on. I just like different. I like options. I like being able to go back and forth. I just like. I mean, ESPN can do that shit. Like, I like the. Like, I just options are cool. 
Yeah. Everybody can and, and everybody can and they should. I mean, you're going to watch the games either way. Like the broadcast almost doesn't really matter. So you can take a big swing on it. And if you happen to strike gold where I have not seen the Manning cast, I've just seen highlights of it. And it does seem to be something everybody likes. Like, that's a great idea. It, it, or the it film room stuff that like, they do with college football. It came in, it came in hot. Like, it does seem to have kind of like, you know, the, the buzz Tailed. around the Manning stuff. Yeah. Like, the first couple episodes, everyone was like really excited about it. It does yeah. seem to have kind of dipped in just people talking about it. But yeah, I just like, to, I like creative hacks, cracks. Yeah, that's okay. Like, if, it, if that's a one year thing, who cares? Try something else next year. There's, yeah. you have all these different platforms, Russ, where you can, put these things you have the broadcast the internet twitter whatever you have all these different places you can put it and everybody's going to watch the game right it yeah. does not matter who you put on there everyone's still going to watch the game why not take these risks and uh, i think a marshawn lynch is quite a risk but man is that a risk worth taking like i will be tuned into that especially yeah, rather, if you get him live i'd rather watch that than michael k and a rod absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh Let's try a new game here on the show with you, Chris. Uh, one of your best talents is creating words. You've built a whole career off creating words. Words. Thank. Perfect. I thought you were teeing me up. I was like, I, I you, you said it twice with a little space in between. I'm like, I feel like this is my moment. It's gonna be a little late in the night. I was like, uh, is this my moment? Yeah, good. It doesn't seem like it was, but let's play. Uh, let's play our Chris Cody word game. Play the imaging, Tony. Now it's time to play. Creating words with Chris Cody. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. So how do you play? It's a game show and this is how it works. It's all about smushing words together and here I have an example for you. Did you see Saw? The smush there would be... Saw. Jason? All right, Chris. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a few things here, and let's see if you can uh, help us create some new words here on the show. Use your creativity. Are you going to get me in trouble? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I here. think these are harmless. These are harmless. So, like, uh, like right now, we're in Chicago. Russ, you've been driving around. You've seen the snow. All the snow is very shiny because it's all yes, frozen glassy. solid. Yes. Yeah. Don't step on that. We have mm-hmm. glassy snow, Chris. Glassy snow. Glow. Well, but that's already a, a different word. That's not going to work. What are we changing my like? This is the Chris game. What are, what, what is this? <laughs> it's like it's my game. What are you gonna change the rules on me? All right. See, like, there's this game is weird because sometimes I use the first two letters of a word. Like, it, it's just up yeah. to me. Like, you, you wow, give me thank you for explaining the craft. <laughs> this is like listening to uh, Van Gogh or Michelangelo hey, talk about. You're their the painting. one questioning Van Gogh. I mean, geez. Russ, we had the uh, we had the season the annual uh, tradition of the Bears season ending press conference where George McCaskey comes mm-hmm. out and he either tells everyone, the owner of the team, Chris, he either tells everyone everything's fine or uh, don't worry, everything will soon be fine. And <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it never is. No. Ever. <laughs> uh, I would say Bears chairman George McCaskey's press conference, Chris, was a combination of condescending and depressing. Compressing. Not bad. Condepressing. Actually, condepressing. Ooh. You like that one better? Those are a lot of syllables. You're usually more yeah. like the yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. You had to reach for that one. Hide I like that one. That one was fun though. That one that one made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing. 
Chris, we covered this earlier in the show. Our buddy Russ is about to have a. You sound like a bad comedian the way you're teeing up each one of these, by the way. Well, you I'm do. just. I'm, you're like, Chris, okay. the other day we said, so like, just like you're, you're literally doing it the way, like, when someone goes out on the, like, the Tonight Show and they're doing a right. set, it's like, I saw right. this cat in the woods the other day. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, for this next joke, my wife and I went to Target. Russ has a job change coming up, Chris. A job Ooh, change. A change. Good luck on the change, Russ. <laughs> okay. And you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, are any of these offensive? Yeah. Oh, they might like, be. Chris, Chris definitely said, will these get me in trouble? And I was like, That's... oh, no, they won't. But then you're just like, hmm. Like, I never want to go know. hunting any cakes. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, stop. you know what I mean? Like, stop. that's no, but that's the point. It's like, I, there's, there's been times where on the show, something is said and the joke is me saying, I'm not playing it this time. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so clearly no. a setup for a terrible word. What about a guest okay. co-host, Chris? Like you, you're a guest host. A ghost. Oh, there you go. Uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony Gill is a genius, but also a disaster. Uh, disaster. Ooh. Oh, hey, you. I don't know if I like that one. Oh, my. You know what's funny about that? Tony will love that because it led to an A.U. Hey, yo! What the? <laughs> Good time to end the game. <laughs> Russ and Chris, would you guys like to hear the news we get to today? Nothing would make me happier. I'm going with that answer. <laughs> um, in our latest example, Russ, of uh, why I don't think the media should get to vote for anything important, the Boston Globe's Dan Shaughnessy submitted his Hall of Fame ballot for baseball and voted for only Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Do Jeff Kent. That's a gent ballot right oh i thought you were talking oh yeah you're right that is i thought you were teeing him no, up. no i was not telling i'm not telling russ to do a, a hot take on jeff Kent. russ what's going on with this why do these guys do this what, what's with the protest ballots i just we, we know that you need to be voting for other people he says that Je- he says jeff kent was dominant in his position no whiff of scandal how do you even know that jeff kent didn't seriously cheat? that is weird go, go ahead russ T- tell I'm me not. i'm wrong about why the media shouldn't I know you're on this. You've been on this. Media shouldn't vote for awards kick the last couple of weeks. Because I hate when people do stuff like this and, well, see, and abuse it. I just don't think unfair. it's fair that a couple of people who have put themselves on some pedestal get to speak for the entire uh, electorate. Like that's not right. If if of the 200 people that get to vote, 25 are pompous like this. I don't think that speaks for the majority. The problem is 25 people being that way could be the difference in a guy getting in the Hall of Fame or not. I think you just got to change. You have to just change the system, though, because like if you're going to give people a vote, if you're going to give Dan Shaughnessy and Greg Cody uh, a a Hall of Fame vote, then you got to just live with who they vote for. You can't like the whole point of having people vote is people different opinions and that's how we get to our like it can't just be these are the people that should get in so if you don't vote for these exact people you don't deserve a ballot because that defeats the whole purpose well so it takes one it takes 10 years to even get a vote so i won't even get a vote for another like six years right and then there i i just believe there are too many people who don't cover baseball who get to vote for the hall of fame right <laughs> cody 
My dad. Russ. <laughs> you, like, you, <laughs> my, or, well, first of all, my dad, dad does sort of does. But let no, me give my you dad an example. Cover it. Yeah, go ahead. Let me give you an example, and I don't mind. Um, this was all public. He did this publicly. But one of my really, really good friends in Miami is a guy named Carlos Frias. Do you know him from the Miami Herald? I've yeah. Wasn't he on your show recently, Chris? Um, I know Carlos. I've known Carlos for a lo- like a long time. He's older than me. He's been he at times was kind of like a, a mentor to me. Really good guy. Russ, he covered baseball originally. I think he covered the Braves for a while and got his vote through that. Carlos now and for the last several years has been the food editor at the Miami Herald. And he's incredible at that job. But that is, that is, that, a food editor has no business voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And Carlos yeah. said that. And he voluntarily surrendered his vote for that reason because it made no sense why he would have a vote. No, it's just like there are too many people who are you haven't been you haven't watched base, baseball in over a decade. You're covering an entirely different sport, which, hey, salute. Like, that's dope. But like, if you're not covering baseball anymore, there are people who are in the game who watch the game who don't have a vote where it's like that doesn't necessarily make sense. So um, there's some issues in the, the system. I don't know how you fix that. Uh, I would hope that that gets adjusted over the years. So you don't want the system we'll to change. You're like, I want to get that vote. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Russ like, is going to do guys. well with it. Russ was going to treat no, it I know. seriously. And, you know, right. grudge, like, without see, like, grudges. In, in defense of my dad, I know I like tongue-in-cheek mess with my dad. My dad puts a ton of – my dad researches it like crazy. Right. Now, to your point, my dad is – He'll go to Marlins opening day. Like he he follows the sport, but he's not on. My dad's a columnist, so my dad's still an active current sports columnist. Right. I don't have a right. problem with that. Okay, yeah, I mean that's what I mean. So he and he does and he takes it very seriously. So like, but I get your point of like it should be like we should figure out who are the two hundred people covering the sport the best. They should decide, right? right? I mean right. that should be it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of your dad, one mystery I never solved: Does your dad like me? My dad's socially awkward. So, like, if you have a hello, like, how's it going relationship with my dad, then, yeah, he loves you. Like, he, oh. I've always thought him. he didn't. I, I was always no. – I, I like him, but I think – I don't know that he likes me. I think that's – a lot of people get that from him because, like, at in the work setting, like, in a press box, he's never going to be the, hey, let's go get a beer after this kind of guy. He's just socially awkward. He's the kind of guy that on a road trip – you know, when all the other writers are downstairs at the bar having a beer, he mm-hmm. buys like a, tw- a six pack from the gas station and just goes up to his room. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad. I did enjoy, uh, especially my last couple of years in Miami, he would do his Greg Cody thing in the press box even. What do you mean? You know, like, like uh, there was one day they said uh, they had made some announcement, uh, like a PR guy came. They used to do this great pregame meal there and a PR guy came through and he's like, hey, guys, the uh, the carving station's open. And I just hear someone go, carving it. Oh, that's my dad? Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. That, he, that's, that's the thing. All his shticks on the show. My dad is the most, of all the people in my in the Levitard show world, Yeah. my dad is the most genuine. Because everybody else kind of gets what we're doing and turns it out. Like, they might be themselves, but it's a more exaggerated. My turn dad, it up a little. Yeah. My dad, like, turns it down. Like, he's trying, like, he just <laughs> is just, like, himself, and it turns into gold. Like, he... He it's he stumbled into some greatness with like this like being bad on a podcast thing. What do you think of watching the rest of the world love that when it's probably just annoyed the bejesus out of you your entire life? No, it is. It, it it's that's that's it's a dynamic that like I, I you know as I get older and have a kid I have these moments of I'm so happy to work with my dad. This is such a cool thing that I'm gonna cherish forever. And then ten minutes into the show, I want to punch him in the face because he's. <laughs> 
annoying the shit out of me <laughs> it's like i'm like i never want to work with not but it, it overall it's obviously great but he does frustrate the shit out of me russ back to the news uh <laughs> kevin garnett landed in a, a big mess on twitter this week did you see that he no. was quoted in an espn story saying something incredibly inflammatory he oh, no. referred to in passing he referred to steph curry as quote the michael jordan of his era that's oh, the controversy. That's the whole thing. That? He's mm. oh, there. People are uh, people take that very seriously. I mean, he if if, if I I'm gonna shoot KD, uh, KG some bail because uh, one I love KG, but I don't. There are things to be offended by, but if I'm gonna assume that KG meant hey, this guy changed the way basketball was played, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there would people, be people that would say, well, his time and LeBron's time is the same. But I would argue, and I'm assuming KG would argue, that they're different because LeBron came so far or a couple years before. Um, I don't think it, that was that big. Hopefully this isn't being very offensive. And I'm really just asking the question. Uh, did Jordan, like, as, like, obviously Jordan's the GOAT, but, like, did he change the game? Or was he just, wasn't he just more dominant and better? Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas Steph yeah. Curry is physically changing the game, whereas right. Jordan is just the best ever and didn't lose ever in the finals. Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, it's like like LeBron. Think, I, I ahead, feel like Russ. LeBron is, like, yeah, the comparison of this. I era. feel LeBron I feel like LeBron changed the game because before LeBron, it was Shaq, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Dirt, like, those guys would, if you had the best big man, your team would usually win. Yeah. Then it became a, a league dominated by wings, right? That was LeBron's era. So I would say that if somebody wanted to say like LeBron was the, the game changer of the 2000s and then Steph was the 2010s, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I think Jordan did change the game. Like for in in, in revenue. Uh, oh, okay. The, 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 game, the game. He changed the, the game. The game so much because <laughs> like of him. Financially, for sure. Financially. For sure pop culture he might be the You're most right. famous person that walked the face of this earth him and michael You're, jackson he made bald cool right yes right, made go. ball cool made one earring cool like, like that i'm with you on that i just mean physically the game like steph curry has done play. steph curry has done less of what you just said about jordan and just literally changed the dynamic of like we shoot a shit ton of threes now i mean we were kind of headed towards that direction but that's what I think when people think that that's Steph's legacy is he made this everyone want to shoot threes kind of thing. I think Mike's is like he made the NBA, right? Yeah. Obviously, the NBA had been in existence, but like the modern NBA doesn't exist without him being Michael Jordan. And then now we view that as who was the Michael Jordan of the era as like, yes, who changed the game on the court? Who changed? Like, if you look at the Heat and what they did, like that changed basketball. So yeah. I. I get what you're saying. Like, it's like, it, is it one specific thing that Mike did to change basketball? I think you'd have to really, really go through. But you this. were right. You, you're, you, know? you, you won the argument. Like, you're so right. Financially, he turned it into a bigger deal. Like, like, I mean, I guess Lakers Celtics was a big deal. But like, I, I think he did. Games are still on tape delay. Before, Pop culture yeah, financially, you know? he changed mm -hmm. the game. Like that is, there's no doubt. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. It's about time we finally got to this, Russ. Um, Kim and Pete, or as I call them, uh, America's Sweethearts, they hit the Camarillo, California outlet mall over the weekend to get caramel yeah. apples, 
and frozen bananas. They went with their bodyguards, you know, like you're going to have to once you have the TV show. Um, can we just, Chris, can we stop for a second here? Like, I'm sorry. My question about this the entire time has been what is going on here? What do you mean? Like, good for what, Pete. Like, why are yeah, we but, like, I, this is confusing. This is very confusing. I think by the, it, by the nature, by the tone of you guys' question just now, I think you agree that something is just weird here. What's going on here? What, what is this? about it? I think it, like, hey, like it, it's the it's the one thing about dating and since the beginning of time, you can win as the funny dude. Yeah, is that what this is? And his there's vibe no, is in. There's no person. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's his, his vibe? Style. I don't care about anything. That's just like yeah, that's it's 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 in right now. He's it's funny. Yeah. If you're funny, like, you're gonna have success. What's this vibe? I gotta know what this vibe is. This like. As far as style of dress, I don't give vibe, a shit about what you like. Think. Hey, I found these. I found this stuff. I'm so confident, and he's I, himself. I, yeah, I'm so confidently me that like I'll, I'll do anything and I can rock it because I just don't care what you think, and people love it. People love it, and he's plus, I, as a legend in that department too, by the way. Yeah, and as someone who gets a couple tweets a week of oh, you, you outkicked your coverage. Like I, I can relate yes. to this. Like I don't want. Yes. I don't like. I don't like this whole thing of we make decisions on who should be dating who. Like you know, as uh, also, you know, that's, look at this face. I'm a funny guy too. I'm telling you, the personalities <laughs> work. I mean, in terms of in terms of Pete, though, like it ain't outkicking your coverage if you do it more than once. That's true. Right? It's just. That does seem to be his range. That does seem to be his range. His his jersey is in the rafters. I think the question. I think you just answered the question, though. I think we all know what's going on there. Hey man, I ain't mad at it. Somebody who knows. (laughs) And finally, Russ and Chris, a rat named Magawa died this week. Hmm. He was eight years old. You know what was fascinating about Magawa was that he could smell landmines. He was working in Cambodia, sniffing out landmines. They estimate that he sniffed out over 100 landmines and explosives that could have harmed or killed people. Huh. That's impressive. That's good. That's good run. <laughs> guy's supposed to be impressed by this. This is a rat saving human lives. I'm just digesting did it. Did he Can die I... because he blew up? Or no, he... no, no. I think eight years old is old age for a rat. Uh, <laughs> okay. he, he was an African giant pouch rat. Uh, that's bigger than a normal rat, but uh, small and light enough that if it steps on a landmine, it won't trigger it. And uh, he comes from the nonprofit Apopo, I believe, A-P-O-P-O, which trains rats to detect landmines and tuberculosis. I feel like those are very different tasks for the rat. But um, I just want to like watch this training process, like this facility where they do this. Like I just, I'm very interested in what this, this looks is like. So like. Odd. The first day of training, like, like, do you, like when you like, do you have like a, like 50,000 rats? And then by the end of the first day, it's like, we got 20,000 winners here. What do we do with the other 30,000? Like <laughs> they have tryouts or yeah. yeah like it probably like, is something like that. It's probably, is they something put a, like pe- that. They put they a piece for... of cheese, like three miles down the road. And it's like, all right, whichever rats get there. You know, you yeah, landmines land don't smell like cheese. I wonder how I'm the just saying there's, there's, like, they're that. doing, that's, that's a stamina test. Day one is just to see oh, who you. has okay. the stamina. And then like, you know, you got to whittle down the field. Uh, Apopo refers to these kinds of rats as hero rats and Magawa sniffing out triple digits of explosives and saving that saving lives and saving people's health like that. He truly is a hero rat, Russ. <laughs> a hat. 
I'm rest in peace to. <laughs> See, it works. It just works. <laughs> See, that's my window. See, that was one of those ones where Jason said something. He was throwing it to Russ, and I knew I had a quick little window for a hat. That's it. That's all I need. Nailed it. No, that's look, man. I the <laughs> rest in peace uh, to Magawa. <laughs> um, this has been a really fun episode. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining Jason and I on our audio adventure that we call a podcast and jumping on with us, sir. Dude, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Well, uh, thank see, you. That's the thank thing. you, I'm Chris Cody, presented by Sheets and Giggles. That's right. Oh. And also the other place that we can't say on our podcast. No, we can. This show is brought to you by BetUS. And no, uh, you can use... when Chris sponsors Chris. Sheets and giggles, baby. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we don't have a competing bedsheet uh, sponsor. so we're No, gonna... we don't. So we can definitely say that one. Not yet. You got to hook us up with the sheets and giggles people, Chris. I'm telling you, he, he's a good dude. Well, there you go. We'll figure something out. Um, as always, our podcast is sponsored by BetUS. <laughs> Go to BetUS.com, use promo code SPORTSADJACEN to get 20, uh, 125% off your first deposit when you deposit $50. Um, Jason, anything before we let the fine folks go? Uh, that that deal specifically is 125% sign-up bonus. So whatever you put in, did I screw up? Yeah, that's two weeks okay. in a row now. I'm it's pissed. okay. No, no, no. I'm cleaning no. it up. I'm cleaning it up. That's <laughs> two. I'm cleaning it up. You know what's crazy? I was saying it. I'm like, nah, Russ, you f***ing up. <laughs> like this is not right. Um, yeah, what Jason said. 125% sign-up bonus if you use code Sports Jason, all one word. It means you start your account with $100, they'll kick you an extra $25, Russ. Boom, there you go. Um, as always, make sure you go to Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you find your audio content. Chris, let everybody know where they can find you and all of your lovely work. Um, I am at, I've, I've gone through a few name changes, so I believe at the moment I'm at underscore underscore Chris Cody. What? <laughs> Try to get that verification, and I've done this thing in the past where, like, at one point I was Chris Cody ESPN, and then very quickly I learned, oh, that can't be that anymore. So I've I've tried to get away from attaching like where I am yeah. with like my name. So I've I've landed on underscore underscore Chris Cody. Who That's has regular name. at Chris Cody? That's trust me, somebody. I mean, I don't really know how to go through this process, but you know, if you're out Metal there, Metal needs to buy him out, man. Yeah, if you're listening out there. If Chris, that you Chris can Cody, definitely get verified. Like y- y'all know enough know. people where you can get verified. We're working on it. We're working on okay. it. I've been working on it for like three years, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Russ Dorsey, that's Jason Leisure. That's our buddy Chris. He has a podcast with Metal Art Media. Dan Levitard, you might have heard of him. Uh, and we will catch you guys. Oh, shout out to our boy Tony for getting engaged. Oh yeah, that's right. Congrats, Tony and Stephanie. Uh, that's amazing. It was super awesome. I was emotional. Lawrence was crying. It was great. We'll talk about it. When Tony brings his ass back to the podcast, we will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to Sports of Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much a Jason. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.